Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, answer, just if you have to answer. What happens after? Oh, death. Um, I feel like the ones that make it through make it through, bro. And I feel like the ones that are gonna make it through are the ones that project love and positive energy throughout their entire life and just try to like you know be family with everybody bro what do you mean make it through like there's a another reality i you know man i feel like there is because there's something up there that fucking made us the colors all that stuff that's what acid is did you enjoy it oh yeah i mean i've only done it once i uh microdosed a half tab and then took the other half tab an hour later and were you fucking well it was lit yeah it was awesome dude so when you say like you saw stuff like what do you what do you mean specifically i, I mean de- bro, i've never taken it so i i seen visions of like visions of godly shit like like light all kinds of like a womb with a a blue child in it. Help too. I'll tell you when. Whoa. Hi. Oh my god. Hi. I'm Seuss, and this is my golden hour. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then. Everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. start with a clap so that syncs the video and the audio so then post-production they just they all go together okay easy enough right that's sick okay before before i start before my guest starts why don't you come on up and swing up and say hi man introduce yourself i'm aubrey and i've done connor since high school it's my guy high school Probably oh, middle not school. Not even middle school. That's crazy. Mm. We just talked and, about and you smell immaculate. What is that? Calvin Cologne. Aubrey's meant for the spotlight, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Aubrey also she was running a blog for a while a vlog for a while. I hope you bring it back. We'll see, we'll see. But Aubrey's here because I think Aubrey has a, a knack for technical ability. And I think that she's also extremely personable. And I think it's important to have someone very personable in the room. If we keep having guests, not you specifically, but <laughs> people who could be uncomfortable coming to a room. Yeah. Feel me? Shouts out to Aubrey, man. Yeah. If you ever need anything when we're running, just let me know. And so to my right, we have, I'm going to pronounce it right because uh, there's been some backlash in the past for how I pronounce it. I have... Not Zeus, but <laughs> Young Seuss, yeah. otherwise known as Susifer. I was gonna say Bradley. Oh, or Bradley. There's mad different names people call me. It's Seuss, Susie, whatever. And when I'm in the city, it's like Susie. <laughs> yeah, is that one of your ad libs, Susie? Nah, I mean it, it probably. Yeah, I probably use it here or there. So, I don't have a signature yet. But you do all your own production, right? Oh yeah, most part, yeah. Is, do you think that's a, a matter of you not having access to studio time always? Yeah, when I was growing up, 
um, I definitely didn't have money, so I was just making odds meet with like with what I could do, you know, like um, I found a lot of things in like on YouTube and shit, and it just brought me to like recording music and all that, and I learned how to engineer and produce all my own stuff really early on, so it helped, and uh, yeah, definitely fully independent production right now well you work with other people right yeah like t wayne um jg big mid central big mid central <laughs> the whole game shout out to t wayne and mav yeah i haven't t- have you talked to mav in a while i haven't, I haven't talked, talked to mav in a while but i've talked to t wayne recently how's he doing good he's good yeah he's cool and he's like doing his school shit and also doing his production shit to the max still ma- still a twitter classic he's oh, hilarious yeah, he's the best, <laughs> My Twitter is like dead right now. I don't know why. Elaborate when you say your Twitter is dead. What does that mean? Like just, it needs more likes and retweets and shit. Isn't it crazy though how like how much that feeds into someone who's a self-starter like your mental, like your engagement? You think about it constantly, right? I mean, I think about it. I don't worry about it. You know, people, a lot of people get too stressed about, a lot of people get too stressed about how like everything transpires on social media and i'm i'm just not that type of person i like to look at my phone like every like only four or five times a day type shit how, how do you yeah but if you drop something i do you or do you feel really active like do you feel like you have to be active i mean you got to be active when it comes to like promoting it and sending it out to people but um but it's a fine line because you also just don't want to be that dude online who's only promoting his own yeah, shit. yeah and i mean i'm not like in people's dms all the time sending like hey this is my new stuff here take it ah mm-hmm. i feel like that can get overwhelming for people and just like i want to show that i'm a genuine person and i don't want to bug you about my shit but if you want to listen to my shit go listen you know what well, one thing bro i've been dealing with myself just because i feel like i have to be so active with this shit because it's like this fucking thing's turning into a tv show yeah i mean being active being active is different from like really stressing on it you know i know but i i'm currently trying to navigate that myself you feel me it's just like fuck yeah i mean there's a lot of opportunity online is one thing you know for me like i've been in the scene since i was a 15 year old kid so I kind of had my time where I was learning the ropes of social media and like just coming up around here like I was around Bodega a lot and like people like Michael Christmas and like OG Swagger Dick and like you know people that were a little bit more prominent than me on social media and I kind of got to see like how their side of things worked and like how I could translate that but not necessarily bite it what, you know? how, what do you mean how they balanced it? Just like how they balance social media with real life and just being like a genuine ass person, you know? Like at the end of the day, like their their genuineness really reflected upon me with like, oh, I'm just some kid that popped out at Bodega really early on, but like I didn't know that at the time and I'm just some kid that like, you know, not many people know and for them to like just be like, oh yeah, you're, you know, like, Christmas was, like, when I was, like, 15, Christmas was, like, your gang, like, and gay, it taught me adapt that, like, only a certain amount of people know and shit. And when and, you're 15 and, like, these are dudes who are, like, making moves in the city, it's probably, like, whoa. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I was, like, geeking, but I was also, like, I can't geek right now. Can you keep, like, a double fist yeah. distance from the mic? I'm sorry. It's all good, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Golden Deer Camp. You know. 
but yeah, um, definitely felt like accepted by them, and that gave me the drive to like do what I do today. Seuss the politician. Okay. <laughs> Seuss is the everything ist. Have you? Um, so I believe in everything. A, a little preface: Seuss has been was up here way early. Yeah. Like big mid central. Big mid central before I. Th- in the earliest stages of what's been going on here. Um, yeah. Seuss was also, I met Seuss originally at the show this summer, Aubrey. And surprisingly enough, he'll deny it, but this dude was taking a nap backstage. I probably don't remember it because I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, because you were conked. Right. He was taking, you know that couch backstage? Yeah. This dude was knocked in the middle of the concert. I was like, what a is A little going context on? behind that, though. Like, bro, I'd be popping out to everything. Like, everything on everything. So when it came down to, like, going to shows during the summer especially i was working an eight-hour job at a hot dog stand in the boston common i thought it was a sausage stand sausage stand hot dogs pretzels we had all types of stuff um but like i would be mad exhausted but i'd be like i right, fucking i'm going to the show like just just because like man. well you're perf- you performed at the show bro where was it, it was downstairs it was, it was sold downstairs out. middle east sold out <laughs> i performed yeah, bro. Sepol <laughs> brought you out for a song. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. No, I definitely remember that shit. That was lit. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man, bro, you need to get some rest. What's your sleep schedule look like? Work. Work, 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 work. Honestly, though, how many how many hours do you catch a night? Do you try to? I try to get at the least, like, six, man. You know, that's important. I'm just like still young, so it wears on me sometimes, and I work forty hours. So, bread's important. Yeah, man. Gotta feed the come up somehow. Gotta you feed know. your kids, man. Invest. <laughs> I mean, I have my <laughs> girlfriend, so I like. You just pay for her a lot. Nah, we we take care of each other. She's she's definitely rich too. So, I mean, not rich, but you know, we get money. We try to get money. Money's so liberating. It's, yeah. I, I hate when people demonize it because, like... It is a... It's a fucked up thing, though. I disagree. I just think it incentivizes the hardest worker, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it does, but there's also, like, people that just... In this world have given been given situations where it's, like... You know, oh yeah, you can get shafted for sure. Like straight shafted by the world, and then like it's just it just makes it really difficult for people to dig themselves out. Yeah, but d- but don't you think you have control over the situation? Yeah, the humans have complete control over like how they want to maneuver their life. Well, I mean, yeah, I I really do. I believe that in the present moment, like and like when you put energy into the present moment, like it'll reciprocate and give you what you want and what you project, like. I try to project positivity in everything that I do, and basically all the shit that happens to me is pretty positive. That's, you know yeah, what, that's what we were just talking about. The, the power of positivity is insane. Yeah, man. and the law of attraction is a real thing, and I feel like... <laughs> but I, trust me, it is. I know. Like, fucking wild. Yeah, it's really crazy. I've, I learned this really early on, thanks to my mom. She was like a really spiritual person growing up. Spiritual in the sense of like knowing your soul you know being self-actualized self-aware yeah um so i started that path really early on and coming into it like i was just a naive kid so i just like was like oh i believe it and then 
slowly but surely the universe started to show me like yeah it's it communicated back to me like this is actually what you're supposed to be doing this is where you're supposed to be at and all I had to do was stay present and that once that happened I just it just took off you know I'm gonna be honest I don't I'm not fully understanding. So you're saying, like, your mom taught you... So my mom, like, showed me the movie The Secret when I was really young. And, <laughs> and like, I learned... <laughs> Are you traumatized? No, not really. I mean, like, no... Are you familiar I with wasn't, The Secret? I wasn't really young. I was young enough to comprehend. But, like, it's also, like, the law of attraction, present moment type stuff. Like, I, I just adopted that from a really young age. And, like, that's what helped me get to where I'm at today. I haven't really had a set like write this out. This is my plan. You know what I mean? Because I believe that the universe, the universe, like is God, and it it gives you what you like put out into it. You know. Can I also be honest? You, how old are you now? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. You you keep saying when you were a kid, bro. Like. <laughs> no, but I don't even mean to sound like that, dude. Because mind you, I'm 23. I feel. And you. I feel like actually kind of the youngest I've ever felt. I mean, like when I was like. Really young, dude. I know, but you'll probably reflect on this as will I in four years. You'll be like, wow, like, look at how much my mindset's matured a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I'm a mature human being from my age. Just, like, based on the fact that, like, a lot of kids my age are smoking on flash drives and shit. And, like... Oh, you're not hitting the jewel? Nah, fuck that. I don't even smoke but you weed. Are hit, oh, you don't hit the booth pack? Nah, I mean, on a case... Smoking I, big dope, bro? I, Come on, okay, dog. I cut down, yeah. False advertising? Nah, 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 nah. Listen, I cut down. Like, like, this past, like, two or three weeks, my girl got a head cold. I got a little bit of a head <laughs> cold. I decided, like, yo, I need to focus on this. So I haven't been smoking a lot, honestly. You feel good? Mm-hmm. Great. Pretty... <laughs> pretty great so it's honestly it's kind of hard because like i smoke with tobacco sometimes so like the withdrawals from that suck but other than that i'm cooling how how essential is weed to the music um to crutch for a lot of people eh, yeah not for me this is my this is my big fucking crutch is coffee coffee. yeah i feel that i mean i've definitely got myself caught up in that shit too and i get i sweat that out bro i can't i can't keep doing caffeine whoa <laughs> yeah uh, that's what i'm saying bro it just makes me like ugh. i don't know <laughs> but i feel fucking locked in i feel amazing oh yeah man fuck yeah man um but yeah no nah, i mean weed is like are you cold bro you want me to no i'm jacket? good i'm good i'm just crossing up <laughs> stoic <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but um, smoking weed is, like, fun, but it's definitely not a crutch for me, and I don't have to use it to make my music. Do, do you ever, do you notice, like, a sense of anxiety if you don't take it? Nah. Take it. It's not like it's a pill, but, like, smoke it. Yeah, nah, I don't think so. I mean, if anything, like, sometimes after smoking, I find myself more anxious, like, when I'm not smoking, you know? Like, I feel like weed's a drug where you have to, like... If you stop smoking it, you're gonna be like, "Ugh, I feel like shit," you know? Because like, like any, it's like any addiction. Yeah, it's a mood elevator. So it's like when when you come to like when it comes to like smoking the weed, smoking the weedle, you just smoke the weed. Hitting the boofington. It's just it's a it's kind of like a fuck it. I'm I'm getting lit tonight type deal, you know? 
but no, I don't smoke. So well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I feel. I mean, you, you don't smoke, right? Never. Yeah. I have, but it's that type of thing where it's like you. Can take over your yeah, the focus level goes away. Yeah, can help. It helps a lot of people though. Like, yeah, I definitely. F- I definitely find that like dealing with the real world and the normal world. Like, I, I feel like I'm not necessarily from here, in planetary sense, Elaborate. in universal sense. I feel like a little bit of an alien when it comes to just like who I am and like the soul that was placed in my present moment vessel that we have. Do you? How did you acquire this? Like, you always felt like you were isolated? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I was an emo kid. <laughs> In middle school, I was, like, an emo scene kid. I can text you pictures so you can show them. I don't care. Um, and, like... Well, knowing the way you text, I'll probably get it in four days. <laughs> Yo, chill. I'm sorry, dude. I just don't... Like, I feel like phones are a, a fucking evil thing. Uh, well, you got Paul Revere's phone, bro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this thing's <laughs> like from 1922 all right bro <laughs> all right bro so iphone 6s so for you success so you feel extraterrestrial yeah i mean like kind of i don't want to say like well i just had yeah. a kid up here who was just saying he kind of felt the same way sometimes i feel like a lot of us do i feel like a lot of us feel like alienated by the world and we use our craft to you know as therapy from it that's kind of how it works for me, and, like, sometimes I use weed as my therapy from it, like, the same way, you know? It, see, it's kind of interesting you saying this, because, I mean, I've we've known each other for, like, almost a year now, but, yeah. like, you you don't seem very introverted. And usually That's kind of the craziest thing. I've always said, like, everybody that, like, knows me on a really personal level would say that, like, I'm an introverted extrovert like i would say that about me too but it's just i like like push myself to everybody like i'm like yeah susie fuck yeah man seuss but like on it like i mean i'm also just a normal ass kid that's like just has this difference with him like about like you know the music and it, it it shows like i i just feel like um I feel alienated, but, like, I like to let that alien shine because that's the only way to make an impact in this world, you know? To be completely honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. But, so are you, like, a big believer in, like, predestination? And, like, you got to make sure you keep, like, two Yeah, no, I got you. Um, Not, like, necessarily on a... Like, I'm predestined to do this sense, but, like, I have trusted the world with the world, like, with the universal path that I created for myself in my own sphere of consciousness. And me putting energy into it has brought forth new opportunities, new, all kinds of stuff every day, you know? It's, like, a new thing every day for me. I was thinking the same shit recently, too. And I feel like because I've created this like life path and put my energy forth into it i've i've set it in motion you know and like just the fact that i can keep doing that giving the energy to it allows that to bring it back you know what i mean yeah i was noticing that today like or yesterday i was like yo i honestly don't think predestination is a thing i totally think you 
you maneuver however you want <clears throat> and whatever actions you put forth. Like, life sometimes seems like a fucking game, man. Yeah, Honestly, bro, doesn't it's it? kind of wild. Like, yeah, it's kind of wild. It's a whole game. It's like, um... But you you want to be a winner in this game, though, you feel me? Yeah, I mean, how else are you supposed to smile if you ain't winning? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, like, winning isn't necessarily, like worrying you know like being on top of your shit doesn't necessarily have to mean you're like stressing over it and like i feel like that's where people who believe in predestination get caught up because it's a it's a future thought it's not a present moment thought you know like it's like you put that out there like it's gonna happen mad long from now but like you gotta you gotta make it happen right here right now because this is the only place you can make something change I get it, but don't don't you sometimes think like a certain sense of anxiety in the present is important to be productive? Um, does that make sense? I get it. Yeah. No, I mean like you mean like like you have to stress about doing your work because you care about it so much. Like, is that what you mean? Well. I just feel like the, the way you just describe shit is like you that means like you can kind of just you can be in the present and you can like mosey and like things will figure itself out. But I kind of sometimes think like Yo, you got to get shit done now. Well, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like, that's what I mean is like you have to you have to make shit happen in the moment, you know, and if you don't do that shit, it's just going to pass. The moment's going to pass. But like, I feel like being productive is really important, but it's also, like, you can't stress yourself out about that, it. Did that freak you out? No, that's just, just been opening up this whole interview. I know. It's 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 voice activated. Can open. Open. Open the fuck up. <laughs> oh, it uh, worked. <laughs> that's my bitch. <laughs> I know. It's wild. But, yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely, I have to stress it. Because we live in a world that's so productive and it moves really well, quick. Not a world, but a society. Yeah. American society, specifically. Right. And I mean, like, the lane that we're in, even just, like, the industrial lane, when it comes to, like, music... Well, entertainment. ...is, is very fast, and it's fast-paced. But, like, if you got the soul for it and you got that drive in you that will keep you there, it's like... I'm just living my life, you know? It's like, it's just a normal thing for me to push, you for, know? For sure. Because I get in a rhythm, like it's a... Momentum. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... Do you ever, do you ever feel like you snap out of it, though? There's there's times where it's like, you know, shit slows down and you get you get down on yourself about it, you know? But, I mean, that's just how it is, because stuff does come and go. Like, that's how life works, <laughs> you know? And I, I feel like the the more energy you put towards it, though, the more it'll bring back, you know? Slowing down petrifies me, honestly. Oh, yeah? It scares the fuck out of me. You just gotta trust that the universe will, like, bring it back. Like, it's, it's, it's not about, like numbers and shit like just numbers are numbers bro like not not even not even based on that though like i don't like the feeling of like being still and i don't know how to combat it it's just like i want to just be on fucking go well i mean like that's why yeah i mean being still is just like 
dead you know it's like, whack. yeah it is bro it is but that's me and you saying it there's some people who think that it's a necessity it is it's also a necessity in my opinion actually because like you need your days to just chill bro like you can't keep yourself sane if you just like p- like i know you have to push but like if you take at least you know there's 24 hours in a day you could take four out of the 24 to fucking <laughs> Corrector. To, like, chill for a minute, you know, take a breather. <clears throat> and, like, I feel like that that's what helps. Like, just those moments of, like, let's take a chill for a minute and just, like, hang out. Be present. Be present, man. Just keep smiling. As long as you're smiling and you're happy and you're looking at everybody equal, you're going to heaven. Well, I feel you. This is my favorite. Like, actually running the interview is, like, my favorite. It's dope because it's just like yo, it's just two people talking. Yeah, but it's all the content yeah. and shit. You can fucking. So, uh, quick question. Yeah. So you, I don't know if you got tight, bro, but you you put up a video recently. I did. Yeah. Well, I don't know how recent. Which one? But I don't know if you and your feelings, bro. But I was like, yo, shout out to the Seuss rebrand. You're like rebrand where, bro? Yeah, that wasn't a rebrand. <laughs> Come on. The new it? locks is not a rebrand. Oh, the the locks. I said oh, the yeah. locks. Oh, I thought you meant like my name and shit, like me changing my ass. <laughs> this dude got mad defensive. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought like the um the change in the the locks mixed with my like at change. It's just a symbol of what's to come. I'm working really hard on something this year, this project that I got coming through. I don't want to say too much about it. But there's a lot of people like backing it, and it's gonna be lit, and we're gonna turn the city up. Okay. When, when it drops. Before we delve into that, so the hair came with the idea of the new project. The hair, yeah, the hair was kind of just like okay. So what is that? What do you what do you call the hair? Lucifer. I mean, like it's just. So what, it is. It's like yeah, an alter it's like ego. Lucifer, bro. It's like nah, it's not even an alter ego. It's just the who I am on the inside, bro, the rage, like, you know, like, I've been a rager since I started this music shit, so, like, you feel tired today, though? Yeah, a little bit, I mean, it's early, it's, like, what time, almost 10, yeah, it's 10.08, speaking of which, how early? Yeah, it's 10.08, I'm a little tired, and I ha- I worked yesterday and shit, and I work a lot, so, I, I mean, but, like, how do you ignite the, the Sucifer? How do you get that thing ripped up? Oh, um, it's basically the anxiety that comes before stepping on the stage. Um, because once I step on the stage, it all goes away. But it like, like, sh- like, hits me in a certain way that's like, gives me so much fucking energy. That makes me just jump down and get with everybody and be like, yeah, you know, type shit. <clears throat> I've seen you. I've seen you been in a couple of the shows. Yeah, you've seen the craziness. It's fire. It's <laughs> you should go hard. You know, bro. I just try to be me, bro. And I, I love mosh pits. I grew up, like, basically on hardcore music and metal music, so. That's what you were saying last time you were here, yeah. Um, shout out the Dover, New Hampshire punk scene. They're lit. They taught me everything I know about the mosh. The Dover, New Hampshire punk scene. Whoa, they got venues up there? Uh, no, nah, we had a basement. We had one basement, and, and Lucifer was born. I would take rides up with my mom, or like grab the commuter rail up, 
and then like they'd pick me up in a white van like pick <laughs> yeah pick what? like four or five people up in a white van this kid's the chosen one whip us around the corner to the fucking venue and we rage for like six hours and then go home sobriety that sounds uh <laughs> sounds pretty traumatizing it was lit bro Wait, honestly so there was there were some individuals from this scene who had access to a basement and they'd pick you up at the train yeah. in a white van and wait your mom wouldn't would go with you or no no nah. So she would be like, "Okay, yeah, fuck Bra- it. Bradley, go do your thing." <laughs> yeah, would they blindfold you? Nah, dude, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> nah, it was like my this dude Tino, <laughs> Tino Valpa. Um, <laughs> yo, you'd be surprised, like, bro. <laughs> I went to see bands like Crystal Methodist. Um, what the fuck? Uh, what is the nasty Red Tape? Um. East Beast. Oh and my and what do you like? You like walk down some basement stairs and there's just like candles lit. Nah, not really. It was just like a carpeted floor with some like 70s wood paneling on the sides and shit. But every piece of metal down there was covered in a piece of foam of some type. So like nobody was hitting their heads hard off shit. Did it seem expressive or did it just seem like people were pissed? It was art. Okay, but there's a fine line with that. You feel me? I do, yeah. I mean, like, bro, there's some people just trying to hurt themselves. No bullshit. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. And, like, those people are usually the people that just, like, get knocked the fuck out because they're going too crazy. I've seen people get knocked out down there. Like, straight, like, back fit. Like, my boy Kenny. This dude (laughs) Kenny, bro. Crazy. He used to wear the Hulk hands in the mosh. Like, you know those foam (laughs) Hulk hands? Well, no, because his fists were so powerful. He was, like, in the military and shit, so he was, like, jacked. And, like, bro, like, his fists were, like, lethal weapons, man. I oh, seen so they him padded back. up his fists? Yeah, so they gave him Hulk hands to fuck people up with more, so. I mean, it wasn't like we were fucking each other up. But we Wait, just... so what type of sicko signs up for this? Like, you just go like, in, you're like, yo, I might get knocked out tonight, but let's just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's what punk, that's what being a punk is, bro. I don't know. Could, could, could like you? that's what that's what grunge culture is. That's what punk culture is. That's what metal culture is. That's like fuck it, like bro. I'm, but where does this like pissed off nature come from? Oh, man, I don't know. Our daily lives, like just the the constant systematic poking. You know, like it feels like a cattle prod. The just, assimilation. Just fucking on my back, like in my spine. Sometimes, like just fucks me up. And that's like what, what where that? are you referring to societal pressure? Yeah, societal pressure, societal just like shit, just bullshit, you know, just people just being miserable around me. Yeah, but you know, but I'm, we were just talking about positive mindset, bro. Now, yeah. now it kind of sounds like you're justifying like a negative mindset in the no, music. No, I'm justifying using negative energy to positively impact your life and have fun and turn the fuck up. Okay, just he, playing devil's advocate here. No, nah, I hear just you. Just getting knocked yeah. up by some Hulk hands. No, nah, I hear positive. you. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. I mean, it is a stark contrast to be a positive person that is also a real fucking punk that loves to rage. You a know? positive pessimist. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm just a positive anarchist. Like, you know, like just like being, being crazy when it's time to be crazy, but also just like being a genuine human being at the same time. You're expressive. Yeah. And I like to, like, I'm a person that, like, 
doesn't freak out in front of people, you know? So I won't, like, if I'm at work, like, I work at a coffee bar at Whole Foods. So you can imagine some of the people I deal with. Hey, bro. Yeah. Shouts to Whole Foods. Yeah, facts. No, they're they're some of the realest. Um, They definitely take care of me, and I I definitely love working there. Um, But some of the people I deal with in Charlestown especially, bro, are just distraught. And, like, you know, I kind of, like, deal with it on a positive customer service level where I'm not going to be like, hey, fuck you, man, you know? Yeah, I get it. But that energy still hits me, and I use it to fucking do what I do. It's pretty interesting that of all grocery store chains you're going to work at, yeah. given some of the stuff you do in music, that it would be Whole Foods, bro. Hey, man. I remember OG Swaggerdick worked at Whole Foods. He told me that, like, a week ago. And, like, he <laughs> had that... that funny? He had, like, a whole... He had... I forget what it was. I think it was like he had shirts made that was the Whole Foods logo, but it said Whole Squad Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Would would he wear to work? I don't even remember. I don't know, bro, but I remember that shit was lit. And shout out OG. Do you get the discount at Whole Foods? Yeah, we get 20% 20 off the whole store. Whole Foods Fresh Bar is hitting. Yep. So good. Yep. Oh. Yep. Definitely smacking. And the self-grind peanut butter at Whole Foods. Whoa. Yo, all of their stuff there is pretty good, dude. My yeah. coffees, my smoothies yeah. and shit over yeah. in the juice bar. Yeah, you just trying to keep your job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my boss, man. Shout out Logan. <laughs> <laughs> so d- does anybody know? You're, so you're kind of living a double life, bro. Does anybody know? At work, yeah, they all know. They all know, man. Well, there's there's one thing about Whole Foods is that the employees. It's not just young kids that like totally ranges. Yeah, it's also like, yeah, it does. It is a very. It goes from like sixteen year old kids to like seventy five year old. Yeah, like old ass people. But like, yo, shout out everybody in that store, man. They're all nice people. Everyone's and we, in a good mood over there. Yeah, I mean, Whole Foods definitely takes care of us. I'm not gonna lie, like, um. Sometimes there's management issues in my store, but, um, you know, that's my personal experience with some of the things I've seen. But all overall, they're a really solid company, really solid people, and they take care of me well. So, uh, you know, I, it's love. Have you, given that you had a little bit of an alien conspiracy, Yeah. Has have any of the robots in the store freaked you out yet? Oh, man. Are they there yet in that store? There's definitely oh like the robots like the the Amazon robots yeah, the nah they're not in your store they're yet? not there yet no that shit is Lovely. wild have you seen that Aubrey I have haven't you seen, seen it, in store? it nah it is the craziest thing I've ever seen what do they do dude it just like it looks like this like it looks like there's this robot that's like about to turn into a human like in like ten years oh yo I and think looks, I've seen one it looks like it has its own brain and yeah. it's just like looking at everything oh it's the um. The Microsoft ones, they have them at Microsoft Store, right? There's one yeah. standing at the Microsoft Store in Prudential like every day, and it just looks It is people. petrifying. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Because <laughs> you're like, holy shit, this thing has a mind that you can't read. Right. <laughs> it's scary, yeah, it's bro. fucked up, man. It's fucked up. It's wavy. Um, I feel like- Amazon's taking over the world, though, man. Yo, shout out all the robots doing their jobs, like this microphone, that iPhone. These are all robots? I guess, if you want to call him that, right? Paul Revere didn't have a robot. Oh, shit. <laughs> you like that one? 
Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I didn't get it. What does that mean? What well, I mean? said you, you had Paul Revere's phone because it was so old. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> this shit ain't old. This is a 6S, bro. We on a 10. That's four generations. Oh, no, three. That's because they skipped nine. That's a four year gap. That's a long time yeah, for skip nine, bro. They this is a three year gap, bro. Oh, they skipped nine. Oh, I could say eight plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what's that? Okay, swag. <laughs> okay, swag bag. <laughs> so you're doing your thing. Big X. R.I.P. My guy X. Were you a big X fan? Hell yeah, man. I listened to him before anybody. It was kind of fucked up because like I was like, yo, y'all gotta listen to this shit, and then I put it on. I could see you really kid, loving it. Like yeah. kids at my lunch table didn't even know who he was yet. Like I'd be like, "Yo, check this shit out," and they'd be like, "The fuck is this shit?" And then six months later, like they heard, look at me, and they were like, "I'm gonna be showing you my pants. Can't get my dick in my pants." I'm like, and I'm just like sipping tea in your hood. What the fuck is up? No, nah, kids at my school were so like not really necessarily in tune with the shit that they only knew that song and like you know. Well, look like, at me. Yeah, I think most people probably still only know. Look at me. No, no. It's <laughs> the truth, though. They, they were talking about him yesterday. Who, who? Amir Max was talking about him because obviously he was like such a controversial figure. But dude, so I was at Adam's house, Aubrey, right? And one of his friends, they were like making beats or whatever, and they showed me X, and they're like, "Yo, bro, this is before everything." They're like, "Yo, bro, yeah. this dude is so versatile." Yeah. Would you concur? Yeah, I definitely take a lot of inspiration from that man, and uh, um. That man, he was mad young. <laughs> um, age. How, how old do you feel in your head? Age is just a number, bro. How old do you feel in your head? I don't feel any age. I don't feel age. You're just an existential being? Just feel like I'm a, a soul in a present moment vessel that has a universal mind that wants to speak in every aspect of time. So what happens after that soul dissipates? Um, My soul? What happens at death? My soul doesn't dissipate. So your soul never dies? Nah. So what happens? I don't really know. I feel like I... I it's freaky if you think about it, honestly. I the I theorize that, like, the one... Shit. You know DJ Clout? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Cloudy, we're actually in the middle of an interview. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Yo, do you mind if I call you back later? Alright, you're a good guy. Alright, bro. He's cool people. So. He's a great guy. Yeah, I feel like, um, what was the question? What were we talking about? What happens after... Oh, death. Um, I feel like the ones that make it through, make it through, bro. And I feel like the ones that are gonna make it through are the ones that project love and positive energy throughout their entire life and just try to, like, you know, be family with everybody, bro. What do you mean, make it through? Like, there's a another reality? I, you know, man, I feel like there is because there's something up there that fucking made us... And it does, it gives us energy and, you know, I've seen certain things off of drugs and... Have you taken, like, DMT or anything like that? I've taken shrooms, I've taken acid, um, I haven't taken DMT. What, can you, some people say they can't describe the experience. On shrooms? Or... Yeah, or um, acid, they were just like, dude, it's acid's like, like incomprehensible. What, acid is like what they, they show you tripping looks like on TV, you know? Like kaleidoscope. Uh, the kaleidoscope visions, like the the waviness, the like the colors, all that stuff. That's what acid is. Did you enjoy it? Oh yeah. I mean, I've only done it once. I uh, microdosed a half tab and then took the other half tab an hour later. And were you fucking well? It was lit. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Um, 
just be, you know, you just got to be mentally ready. You just don't, you know, if you're in a spot where it feels like the world's crashing down on you or some shit, you really don't want to take that shit. Um, same with shrooms. Shrooms are much more like a, a, a spiritual awakening other than anything. Like, they just fucking show you shit that you never thought you could even fathom. You know, that's why I kind of stray from, like, taking them too much because I know, like, a lot of people just take them on a re- recreational level and, like, want to do them because they're a drug and, like, get fucked up. I'm not that type of person, you know? So when you were taking it, you were being inquisitive? Yeah, I mean, the the really, really heavy trip I had, I wasn't. And I got sucked into it and, like, my life started flashing before my eyes. Crazy shit. It was lit. Oh, so you've done it a couple times. Yeah, I've done it. I've done shrooms three times, three, four times, and I've done acid once. That's it. So when you say like you saw stuff, like what do you what do you mean specifically? I, I mean, de- bro, I've never taken it, so I I seen visions of like visions of godly shit, like like light, all kinds of like a womb with a a blue child in it, like a like a. Uh, it looks like an a avatar. girl. It felt like it was my next life, or whatever, or whatever it is. Like some something I'm meant to bring into the world, or some shit. You know, it could be like my kid in the future, or whatever. I don't really stress on what it was, but you know, um, the world said my ex girlfriend's name to me like mad times. So and like I was still in love with her at the time, and I just like kind of was being a hoe. Because, <laughs> like, dude, I'm 19, bro. I was 18 at the time. and <laughs> Dude keeps talking like he's 50. I, nah, <laughs> he's, like, he's talking like he's like nah, looking back on a past life. It's kind of weird. We move through our life, and, like, you'll you'll notice probably as you get older that, like, I'm talking to you like I'm older. Than you. <laughs> um, but, like, m- my mom tells me this, and, like, she feels like she's lived like three different lives in her almost sixty years here now. You know, like and are you, are you you were born. Your parents were older when you were born. Yeah, right? mine my, were too. Both of my parents were like forty. My dad was forty-seven. My mom was thirty-eight. Oh shit. Or thirty-six. Yeah. So the same shit. Yeah. But um, does that scare you? The ageism of your parents? No. Nah. I mean, they terrified me my whole life, bro. My dad was the, my parents were like the two sides of the fucking spectrum. It was hilarious to see, but I mean, also really fucked me up pretty good. Um, so my dad's a really hard worker and he's really survivalist guy, you know, like not like in the woods, Bear Grylls survivalist, but like you got to make money to survive in the world and you got to work hard every day to make sure you feed your family and shit. And I commend him for that. But, you know, like, he was leaving the house at 4.30 in the morning and not coming back till 10 o'clock at night or, like, 8 o'clock at night. And I was, like, sleeping because I was a kid. So, like... You didn't get to see him much? I didn't get to see him that much. And uh, that that kind of weighed on me. But then, like, my mother, less of an in- industrial survivalist person, um, she's really, like, spiritual and present moment person and, like, was around a lot more when it came to, like, working and stuff and, like, just taking care of me in general... Your only child? Yeah. Um, luckily, you know, I don't really know. I feel like if I had more of me, I'd be fucking, uh, we'd be an empire at this point. Or, but, the, or there'd be a war. No. Yeah, maybe. Motherfuckers are jealous or some shit. Hey, Aubrey, would you mind just checking to see if the camera's still True. moving? How we doing? Oh, you getting nervous? No. <laughs> It's just, just, there's like a little, 
All right. Yo, you want to hear the good news? What's the good news? The camera's still working. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love dancing. I feel like dancing is another way to free the soul. Not if you're whack. Yeah, but I'm not whack. <laughs> That's all perspective. Yeah, but I'm not whack in my opinion, so it do not matter. Hey, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I just want to dip back into it a little bit because it like totally fascinates me. So when you were on acid, or was it it mushrooms? (laughs) Yeah, mushrooms. So did you feel connected to a different realm? Yeah. Or did you just see it? No, I definitely felt connected and seeing a different realm of consciousness. And that's kind of is it is it incomprehensible? Like, it is. It's impo- like bro, it's like how like why did my parents not tell me about this shit type shit? Like why would It was just like and it's like why do we live our lives on a day-to-day basis not understanding this, not knowing why this is here and why Like bro, these mushrooms grow on cow shit. Bro. And like you know, the mushrooms grow on cow poop, and it's, like, uh, some of them. But depending on, like, what what kind of, like, health that the shrooms are in, the better the trip will be. Like, if you take some dry-ass shit, it's not good. I mean, it's not necessarily bad, but it's not the best. Have you... So, shrooms is, like, there's, a, there's like, chemical compounds in it that they, like, hit your brain. Psilocybin. And, psilocybin. And... And what does it do? It just like enhances your visual field? Or no, like, um, it, it creates a. Have people tested like the chemical reaction yeah, and stuff? Yeah, it creates a um, form of DMT. It's like a, it's a different chemical compound, but it's a different. It's still a form of DMT. And, and DMT is like the like the dream chemical, right? Yeah, the death chemical, the dream chemical, everything. Like, so has it made you like? Has it made sleeping different for you? What, like, after... Do you view it different sleeping now? Yeah, but I wish I, like, dreamt more. Um, I smoke a lot, so that's kind of, like, it suppresses shit. And, like, having a bad sleep schedule is not good for your dreams either. But um, I definitely, like, still have good dreams sometimes. And, like, I feel like it doesn't necessarily affect, like, how the dreams are or anything. Like, there's no difference, you know, in in before and after like nothing changed about me and that's kind of another thing that people get lost in they get so worried that they're they're gonna change from the drug or whatever that like it does change them as a person like i've seen people take a tab of acid and not be able to listen to trap music ever again just due to the fact that it fucked them up that one time bro i know someone who took acid and really really lost it yeah there's there's certain people that just shouldn't shouldn't fuck with that shit like i should i'll never do it i just like i'm too ocd like i feel you bro i mean like it's everybody's choice and like if you find yourself in a cool ass position just take shrooms don't take anything else i mean like acid's a fucked up drug dude it's much more intense acid's like yeah it's like more body like it's less body high more visual but it's like really jittery (laughs) it's way more jittery than shrooms shrooms you just feel the energy of everything that's in the room kind of deal which is sick like i love that shit like you know like you ever done this like where you can feel the energy in between your fingers let me try if you try to push together slowly like just like 
you can feel the energy between your fingers, fingertips, like moving. It's like a little tingle. What should I be feeling? Like it, it's like an invisible force field almost in between you. Like if you, you feel me? <laughs> so you, so I'm gonna keep it back. I don't feel it right now. Bro. I feel it. Fuck. It's cause I'm special. It's the aliens. Yeah. You know. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, like, not seriously. I feel like energy projection, like, you can really do that with your mind type shit. And, um, but shrooms enhance that, like, tenfold. So you can see the energy passing. And that's why. I think we should do some shrooms. That's what, like, that's what, like, allows you to believe in it is, like, seeing that shit. And shrooms help you connect to that realm that, like, is all the energy that flows through the world and shit. It's mad cool. So, but if you're around a lot of electricity, you'll feel that shit too, and it's fucking jittery, man. You you ever drink Red Bull? No. It's like electricity for your body. See, that's caffeine and like artificial and synthetic energy. Like I uh, I don't know. Red Bull is coffee. I think is pretty natural. Yeah, it's alright. What? I'm trying to switch to decaf because oh, come on, it's going to fuck me up like in the long run, bro. My sleep schedule is already fucked up enough because I drink coffee and like crash and then like. Well, you have, you have free coffees at the Whole Foods? No, no, they don't. They don't give shit for free. Those are for you, bro. You can have those. These? Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. Surely. I give you a shirt last time. You're like, yo, bro, you got a t-shirt, not not this tank top, bro. Nah, I'm going to. Can I, yo, do you mind if I, like, wait, did I, did I get a t-shirt from you, or did I get a tank top from you, tank top from you? I don't remember. Whatever I did, you were complaining. I was like, bro, you just got a free piece. I'm sorry, bro. (laughs) No. Don't worry, don't worry. I have a gift for my guest over there. But hey, we gotta get, we gotta get through the episode first. Let's go. I might get lost in the other realm if we keep going. Right. (laughs) Uh, so, quick question. Yeah. Seuss is derived from Dr. Seuss. Yeah. What's your favorite Dr. Seuss book? Hop on Pops, a really good one. Uh, one Fish, Two Fish, Red, Flip, Red Fish, Blue Fish is a really good one. What about you, Aubrey? I'm trying to think right now, but I was a big Dr. Seuss fan too growing up. Uh, shout out Green Eggs and Ham. That's a legendary one, yeah. Seuss, since you're such a curious kid. Yeah. It would be really interesting is if you wrote a children's book. That'd be fire. Actually. I might do that for like a tape or some shit. Do you know? Do you know what I do outside the show? What? Print. I work for a big children's author. Really? I do. You're fucking with me. I swear to God, he's coming here later. Alright, let's do that shit. Well, I don't. I uh, you know. I guess I'll introduce let's you guys. Do outside. that. No, 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 no. You don't have to. I have. I have to go to work. Anyways. Oh wait, we have mad time. I have to be at work at twelve. So there's a Doctor Seuss fact. That I want to talk about. All right, I'm ready. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about, probably. Which one? The controversial one. Um, actually, no. But I said, isn't there like I've been trying to do a little research. I've been trying to do a little research, you know. Yeah. For my episodes, I've been trying. I'm on the treadmill usually. I'm like typing stuff up. Nice. Thanks, bro. I'm trying hard, man. Skate. So. Did you know that Dr. Seuss's dad ran one of the biggest breweries in New England and it was shut down by the prohibition in the 1920s? That's lit. And then you know what after that, what his dad did with all that extra bread he had? Uh, just fucking. He started up a zoo 
And that's Ooh. where Dr. Seuss started getting the inspiration for all his wacky characters. That's sick. Yo, that's How else cool. could you think like Dr. Seuss besides growing up in a zoo? How else? I mean, that's like... I what? grew up in a zoo of my own, man. You know? that's You grew up in a mental what? prison and then you broke out and, and became Seussifer. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, like, when I was an emo kid in middle school, I'm going to say I was emo scene type shit, like, on my my chemical romance and, like, Black Veil Brides shit. Wait, Aubrey, question. Can you designate between emo and punk? Do you know the difference? <clears throat> All right, so when it comes to emo music, it's, like, really, like, yeah, why am I alive? I hate my life. And then punk's like, fuck you. I hate my life. You know? Okay, uh, so like, so it's like, sadness, sadness versus anger. Emo is sadness. Yeah. So emo would be like. So like when I. I hate you, dad. Right, kind of, but like I don't hate my dad. It's like I don't hate my dad either. All right, there you go. But it's like I hate my homework. Yeah, like fuck that shit, man. Like I was on, I was in a punk. A pop punk band. What was it called? Guns in Public, and it turned Sounds dangerous. And it turned into a hardcore band towards the end because I started getting into the hardcore scene beginning of middle school or beginning of high school, um, and like I transitioned from being an emo kid to being a normal like hardcore punk kid, and like it was a lot more easy for me to blend in with like away from kids that bullied me in middle school and shit. I was gonna say, were you did kids? Tear you apart. Yeah, so, like, I I used to get hit with footballs about the size of my head every day because, like... So there was a kid that was throwing footballs at your head? Yeah, because, like, I had... My hair was dyed red back in the day, too, and shit, and, like, I would wear different clothes, and I would, I would look all, like, emo, and, like, fucking, they'd throw footballs at me. Were, did you have friends? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, they were... Those, those kind of, like, were my friends, which sucks. <laughs> your friends were the kids that were bullying you? Yeah, cause I wanted to like I wanted to fit in somewhere, and I couldn't fit in anywhere else. And those were the kids that were like the, they were from the projects, uh, around my school, and like nobody else really fucked with them either. So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go hang out with these kids. But I was the youngest of the bunch, and like they just beat the shit out of me, a lot. But what? they didn't know they were, were just you- kids too, bro. Like shit. I feel like that's what kids do sometimes. Were you like the only white kid in the group? No, 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 no. They were all white. They were all, it was like some suburban project shit. Word. But, um, actually they weren't all white, but like yeah, most of them. Because I lived in like a really white town. So was that the worst extent of the bullying? Yeah, that was pretty much the worst. I left uh, middle school with six concussions plus like a little bit more re-concussions. Like, yeah, it was fucked. It was fucked. You ever think that's gonna like fuck your brain long term? Yeah, high key, but high key random. I, <laughs> yeah, shout out random. But um, it's an artist from Boston. He's a good kid. But I mean, like, I like, I was supposed to have um, scar tissue surgery for my brain at like MGH type shit. And Jesus. Then, yeah, bro. Yeah, but um. That shit, like, your, bra- your head I, was I started, that badly damaged. Yeah, but I. What start- were your parents thinking? Like, holy shit. Yeah, like holy shit. But um, I was okay. Like, I was good, and I started like getting my shit together and eating right and all that shit, and like just got better. And like, 
you know, like, I was still young, so I had time to heal, and, like, I'm cool, and now, like, I'm decent, I guess, I still, I still stutter sometimes, like, don't, doesn't doing the drugs worry you if you've already had a brain trauma? Like, like, hard drugs, yeah, that's why I don't do them that much, but, um, weed, I don't really know, I just, I've always smoked weed. What about booze, do you drink? No, fuck no, um, I've never, I grew up in a really alcoholic family, so I decided that that wasn't a good option for me from the jump, so. I've never a lot of addictive personalities in your family. Hell yeah, man! It's fucked up. You <laughs> Irish? Are you Irish? Um, some of my family's Irish, French Canadian, Czechoslovakian. Um, yeah, that's it, pretty much. French Canadian and Czech. So if I'm and Italian, let me know if I'm I'm categorizing this wrong because I was kind of the same way. But are you like growing up where your parents totally hands off with parenting you? Were Were you totally independent off off the jump? Um, no, not necessarily. My parents did definitely guide me. They were, it was kind of like our interference run, you know, like kind of just like keeping, like letting me do me, but also like, as I got older, it got much more free. Like when I hit like 15, (laughs) he keeps talking like he's a hundred. When I hit, (laughs) when I hit like 15, like I started just like being out to the city and like no license shit. Hell yeah, bro. I don't give a fuck. I I didn't I I would just like go to the hood. I don't know why. I, I, oh, you know why? Cause my cousin was going to school in the hood, like over in Dorchester, Roxbury, Ma- uh, Madison Park, like across the street from. Where do you like, go? To par- the park. Crazy the shit. Park? Huh? Where do you go? Um, Madison Park. Oh, Madison Park. Yeah, it's a tough school. And he went to the O'Brien too. Um, and Snowden, on Newberry. Snowden's nice. Yeah, Snowden's cool. Um, but no, so there were a bunch of rappers that he went to school with and shit, and that's how I got inspired, and I, I ended up coming to the city, like, a lot more often to do this shit, and, um, basically, like, living with my aunt from age 11 to 9, 18, 17, I moved out. Where did she live? She lived, uh, right behind Sullivan Square on Brighton Street, it's like, on the line of East Somerville and Charlestown. And, um, oh, so it didn't take you that long to get in the city. Yeah, no, I just hopped the orange line and I'd be there. Oh, Susie, <laughs> Susie, I don't know, but yeah, um, definitely think that being in the city, ha- definitely think that being in the city helped, like, just m- shape my personality and, like, just me being a chill person because, like, I got to be around a lot more people. And, like, understanding of different personalities and different cultural identities and stuff like that. Can I ask you a question? I loved it. What? Yeah. Because it is an interview? Yeah. Cool. Sorry, bro. No, no, no. I'm just wondering if I can ask you a question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, cool, bro. (laughs) So, listen, I think... Another (laughs) question? Like... Oh, maybe I'll just... Just give me, like, five seconds. Okay. Aubrey. This is for you too. So I think growing up, the fact I was in Mecco was totally beneficial to me. The mm. fact that I was around kids that lived in the city and like kind of understanding like their perspective and where they come from. And I think it's had like one of the most profound impacts long term because like I can get along with people of pretty much any race. Do you think that that was totally beneficial for you? Like growing up with kids of different races 
yeah. Have, I de- you, have you noticed its residual effects? Yeah, I definitely love everybody. Like, that's kind of my thing is, like, bro, I love humans. And, like, just being in the city around a bunch of humans that were all different and, like, just cool uh, and just cool with each other. Like, that, that gave me a sense of, like, you know... I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, bro, white people got mad privilege out here, and white people basically, like, run the fucking country, the the whole fucking globe, and it's mad fucked up that it's like that, and we can't fucking, I don't think we can let that shit happen for too much longer before this shit goes down the tubes. Where do you think it's most imminent, white privilege? Oh, um, just in, like, an economical standpoint, and- Well, white people are richer. That's what I mean, that's what I'm saying, (laughs) like, exactly, um- but is that is that a generational thing? It must be, right? Um, in terms of like other races and shit, I feel like we just put motherfuckers down like harder. Like it's. Fucked. Can I tell you where I think the privilege is the worst? Is just in the media. I think it's the worst. I just think media covers like the worst yeah, stories yep. about black people yep. possible. That's facts. Easily, it's like in an economical sense, they've been held down. In in a public eye, they've been held down tremendously more than like just and yeah it's fucked up we probably don't even feel it as bad as it is in other parts of the country because it's like one of the most liberal parts of the entire think about the world like the world in general bro there's mad fucked up shit happening like shit that was happening back in the 1800s is still happening somewhere on this fucking planet and that's fucked up like some fucked up shit you know like it's probably somewhere bro like there's probably some fucking town in australia or some shit or like South Africa's mad <laughs> fucked up, bro. You know we're, what I mean? We're in Australia. I don't know. I don't know, bro. <laughs> but there's probably some fucked up. You're shit. paranoid. Think about it. There's seven plus billion people on this planet, and this is like almost infinite space for us to move around. So there's probably some fucked up shit happening somewhere. Except man. we're doing bad stuff to the planet, man. But you know what I mean? Like I'm just trying to say, like shit still happens. Fucked up shit still happens every day. But. You know, it's just, like, remaining positive and having that positive outlook and, like... Well, yeah, but, so, just back to my question real quick. So, do you, have you noticed its effects for you to, that you grew up around, like, black kids yeah. and Spanish kids and the kids of other races? Yeah, it's definitely impacted me. Uh, it's definitely impacted who I am, my personality, the way I dress, everything, basically. And, I, you know, some could call me an appropriator, but, if anything, I'm more of an appreciator. Because, like, I definitely admit that there's... Like, it wasn't invented by me. That's what I mean. You know, like, but I, I I really love it and appreciate it more than anything. And, like, just want to give that love back in any way that I can. I think, and I don't want to sound, like, totally, I want to make sure I guide this the right way without sounding, like, racist. But I just think my experience with, like, black kids growing up is that, just like they're way more expressive and like they were way more open so i was just like yo there's like a level of comfortability here that i don't necessarily get from my white friends yeah um you know what i'm saying Aubrey? that makes sense yeah i felt, like that, I felt that way at lincoln sometimes you know i feel it i mean right Mm-hmm. And like I just I also think off rip you guys were more embracing the Mecca students in total were way more embracing. That's where the beauty comes, bro. Like like 
black people and everybody that's not white man is so loving like there's a sense of love in uh, there no i'm serious bro like i've felt throughout my life there's a lot of like but people that are think the same way as us like in a sense of like everybody is everybody and it's not necessarily on a level of race or anything like i feel like there's a sense of love that comes from not like not my race <laughs> literally i'm just going to say that there's a sense of love that comes from everybody else except from my race that just is so prominent and so beautiful and so like I love you because I love you and it's not because you have this or because you have that and like that that's what allows me to like just think the way I think and just have that sense of love for everybody is just because I was shown from a really young age that that love is so genuine and like I didn't know that shit before, you know? And like I it made if made me feel like I had a family in a world where like shit was different with my family. Like I didn't necessarily feel like I had a, song, a strong support system because everybody was so fucking worried about everything else, you know? Like money and bills and all that shit. Like just the sense of like loving each other for loving each other is so prominent with other races that I feel like that's the way that the world needs to be. And like we need to be way more receptive of everybody for who they are in a lot of senses. I I concur. I also think, you know, this is based on experience. I don't I don't think it's fair to totally generalize like, yo, Every You're white right. every white person is totally exclusive. You're every right. black person is totally inclusive. You're right. But that's just based on our experience. You I know? mean like the stereotypical majority, you know? Like when it comes to like You've also you grew up in a different white community than I did. You know yeah, what I'm I feel you. But I mean like I've seen a lot of different aspects of white society and like who like the the levels of people that cycle through that society and like there's a lot of fear in that society, in that side of society. And I feel like that fear-driven mentality is spread throughout a lot of the different necessities that people think about every day. And it makes them lose the love that's meant to... I get. I understand what you you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. But I'm, I'm definitely not it. trying to generalize my own race either. I, I, I know there's like, bruh... There were people before me that were thinking the same way that I think. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's always going to be people that think the same way that I think. I I think I I think about it sometimes too. I just think that like, from what I can tell, at least based on what you're saying, is that you don't seem like you had a crazy sense of entitlement growing up. No, I kind of felt that way about myself too. Because my parents were split, and I had to like go back and forth between Cambridge and Lincoln. I wasn't really like the same like every other kid in Lincoln, where it was like good family you know what i'm saying right. like parents were going through pretty tough divorce wouldn't really see my pops that much like i think that's kind of maybe what is that why you feel like sometimes it, can, it was easier for you to like be, be embraced by that community yeah. or yeah that's exactly how i feel like bro i felt like you know like the family life was kind of weird it was like i'd go to school i wouldn't see my dad that often and then i come home from school and i go to boston and it'd be like i'm at i'm in boston for you know, 
the whole time and i'm just like with my aunt and my cousins who are like my brothers and sounds then, like fun man yeah it was cool man it like was me. it was pretty lit but like that was just due to the fact that i had some lit cousins also like i don't know those are the homies but um, you still see them yeah i live with one of them um and then the other the other couple live down the street at uh, my aunt's crib still. They still live with my aunt and shit. But they were all musicians and like it was fun. You know, we all had fun. That's where the band came from, all that stuff. I think I said can or band and the can opened. <laughs> it's the robots. Watch out. Boo. But yeah, man. I definitely think that um the the family life type thing, like not necessarily being the most put together influenced me to go and like find a family you know what i mean and i have and boston is like family to me like a lot of them a lot of people out here and like then why do you think the music community here is so divisive because a lot of people like to fake it bro a lot of people like to like like be like oh yeah we're all i thought it was classic bro and i was like yo this is hard that, like, this dude's totally documenting himself working at a sausage stand. I was like, this is fire, bro. Yeah. I was like, this is dope. Like, I'm glad. This is real as fuck. Yeah. Because everyone here, all these musicians, they need to work jobs. Yeah. There's not enough money out here to be a full-time artist yet. That's just not the way it works. Exactly. And I was like, yo, this dude's really flipping sausages on the Boston Common. This is classic. Right. <laughs> that's the come up. That's how it That's how it transpired, bro. Working Hemp Fest. That's how I met Millie's. That's how I met, like... Gus from Fronto King. That's how I meant, like, mad people, man, was the sausage stand. I was like, yo, every time <laughs> every time I'd meet somebody, I'd be like, yo, I work in the common. Come get a hot dog or come get a drink For or some shit. For the $3.99? Nah, I wouldn't always. I mean, like, yeah, sometimes I would, I would make a lot of tips, so I'd be able to buy my friends drinks out of my tips. Because, like, I'm a really good kid, and I have morals, and I don't like to fucking, like, if my boss tells me, hey, don't fucking sell it, like, don't give out shit for free, I'm not going to do it. Because that's, like, just the respect of the job, you know? I don't what, what do you think about money? Um, It's the root of all evil, and it's the root of all people. And it's also one of the most beautiful things to ever exist on the planet. Okay, so let's just break that <laughs> apart and elaborate. If, it, if anyone needs to use the bathroom, let me know. You got to, you, oh, it looks I'm like serious, you're yeah. like, you got to, like, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Oh no, you're straight. I, you can't pick it up. It's yeah. fine. Um, so money is the one root. Sec, of- one sec. Oh. I'm, I think I'm gonna cut this up as a clip for you because I feel like you're gonna have a really profound answer. Okay. But right no, but no pressure. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Do whatever all you right. want. I would say you know money is the root of all evil because it it has the ability to control people's lives and make them think in a sense of negativity and held backness by it, like not like not being able to move forward in their life because there's not enough money around but like there's so much money on this planet a dollar from a million a dollar from a million people is a do, uh, a million dollars right so like there's seven plus billion on this planet that's millions on millions on millions on millions and like there's a lot of different and like definitely people are held down by it it's a mindset yeah but the beauty in it comes from like knowing that there's a lot to go around and there's enough to go around that you can go out and work hard and fucking make it. That's, that's my big thing about it. It's just like, I've been working hard since before I've been getting paid, but it's just like, yo, it's, it's validating. Yeah. Like, yo, dude, you're doing a good job. Right. 
And, like, when it comes down to, like, the root of all evil, the root of all people, and the most beautiful thing at the same time, the evil comes from the worry and stress that it brings upon... It's uh, a fear. Going broke is a fear. Exactly. But it shouldn't be for a lot of people. Like, it shouldn't be. Because I feel... Every adult gets paid, like... But, like, I feel like the... Like, the less and less I've worried about money, the more money that comes to my life, bro. Like, seriously. And, um, you know, that's where people get lost. They they lose themselves and just work and work, work, work. And that's, like, what happened to my dad and, like, how I seen that transpire. Like, it was just work, 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 money, money, money. And then, like, you know, it's the root of all people because, you know, everybody has it and we all need it. And it's a necessity in this world to you know strive and prosper i guess if you want to do that you know you don't have to have money to be happy though and that's where the beauty comes from is like if you have the money and you're happy fire you're cooling bro and like i have the money i have money but i don't have a lot of money yet and but I'm still happy, and as long as I'm happy, bro. But there's a level of comfortability you have when you got you have some money in your account, you know. I feel like you always got a nice little bag on you. You're always kind of maneuvering, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know that though. Right. Right. People just get tired, you know. Like people get tired and throw their hands up in the air, and then they're just like, well, "I'm done, like with life. Fuck this. I'm just gonna work till I die." I feel you. So, I've been thinking about it a lot, mind you. Like, in in a capitalist society, I'm like cut out to be that dude. It's the truth, bro. I'm like. I'm smart. I'm psychotically hardworking. Yep. I'm, I'm creative. I'm white. I'm six three, and I'm handsome. You feel me? Yeah. That this is who America okay. rewards. Yeah. If I fuck it up, you're an idiot, dude. Don't blow it. <laughs> but additionally, I feel like we're also in a system where anybody, if if you want to become the best at whatever you want to become the best at, you will get paid dividends no matter oh, what yeah. profession it is. So if you want to be the best behavioral health expert you can be the best behavioral health expert and you'll get paid for that. Would you concur? Yeah, hell yeah. I feel like anybody holds themselves to a certain standard and they push it and they get there, they deserve the world, bro. You know, like, in this music shit too, bro, it's like it, the harder you work, the harder, like, the be better the shit's gonna be, bro. Like, the the better you're gonna feel every day, like... As as someone who's so independent, though, how do you navigate commercializing a career? I don't. I just take, like, I, you know, it's like you brand yourself. That's all you can really do and put yourself out to the world. But what comes to you, you got to take. Like, the opportunity, you choose. You know, like, you make the choices. Like, um, Well, I'm saying, like, do you think, like, let's say, Seuss, in four years, you're 23. Like, yeah, you know what? Let's go, like, go chase a bag. You feel me? How how would you plan on navigating that? Because you, sometimes people think if you're chasing money, you're going to have to switch up the image. You mean like chase a bag? I mean like, bro, chasing a bag is just working on yourself until you can get the bag. I, I feel like 
people that do chase the bag are not that's not the purpose bro it's not it's i do it for the love of the music like i do it, it it's like people do the shit that they love you know people are meant to do the shit that they love and you got to find the way to make the money you know if, if you catch a big check though like it's happened to me like once or twice if you catch a big check you're like yo this shit is addicting oh hell yeah but like bro big checks are just more numbers you know it's just numbers but then it's a little more freedom too a little more liberating right it's like yo shit but it's I also i gotta worry if i go to chipotle i don't have to worry i'm gonna put my card in the account and that this bitch is gonna bounce i hear you i mean like yeah no it's definitely freeing but you know you worked for it you know and as long as you know you work for it and put that work in you're cooling chase a bag chase the bag, bag chase boys. the bag your whole life bro i've been chasing a bag my whole life but like I've been chasing a bag in my own way. Like, you know, like, it's important to me that I make the money, but it it's not necessarily something that I'm worried about happening because I know it's going to happen. It's fire. You know, like, it's, it's it's a matter of, like, just believing in yourself, the self-confidence aspect. I don't like what you just said. No. I think you're going to be big successful, man. You're an amazing communicator. I feel like you can make a bigger impact, though. I, I, yeah, I think, I think it's what you make it. Like, social workers just, they can settle sometimes. But you can do social work and not specifically be a social worker. Exactly. And like, there's a lot more you can do. I think you should be, I honestly think you should be a politician. <laughs> I'm go. serious. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the non-profit shit gets sticky, though. She gets a little weird. I think. You okay, Seuss? I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, politician Aubrey, help you market the campaign. Let's do it. That'd be fun. And then me and you will get, we'll like, we'll start like stealing funds from the state. All, all it takes <laughs> is the belief in yourself. I feel like to make shit happen. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. But that's but, what, but no one thing people don't get is that no one, and I mean zero people are going to give you anything. Right. It's not, it will never Nobody happen. owes you shit, bro. That's kind of like what my mom told me early on was like, don't expect nothing from nobody because nobody owes you shit. Like, no, everybody thinks that they don't owe you shit, bro. And like, have zero expectation. I'm trying to get better at myself. Imagine if like you just expect nothing from people. You can be dumb happy. Yeah, definitely. You just gotta kill the ego. Like you just gotta. Mm, I don't know, Seuss. Though you gotta. I mean, it's not like killing it. It's not like cutting it out of your life. You choose when the right time to use your ego is, bro. Like, I got an ego. I definitely do. It happens. It happens to us rappers, bro. But I don't fucking. I'm not disrespectful. You know, this is. I feel the same way. I we talked about this a million times, dude. Yeah. But like, bro, I got a really big ego. Like yeah, real I talk, mean, like, it's not a bad thing. It's self confidence. It's self confidence. Having self esteem is an important ass thing in this world. But I get what you're saying. Just don't be in anyone's face about there it. There you go. Don't don't feel entitled, bro. Don't be entitled. Just be self aware and be yourself and and be confident in yourself. You so, know? Are, so are you not competitive? Nah, bro. Like with my with my friends and shit. All those people, are my friends. 
you know? When it comes to the music shit, yeah, there's competition there, but it's not... Like, bro, I'm... No, there's no other Seuss. There's no other Seuss on the planet, bro, so what, what the fuck? There's no other me on the planet, you know what I'm Maybe saying? Maybe in a different realm, though. Maybe in a different realm, but, like, whatever. I don't know what that is yet. Fuck that dude in the other realm. I'll figure it out, man. Nah, maybe it's me and it's just an alternate version or something. You never know, bro. Hey, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. So what's what's the deal with the dirt lip, though? You growing that thing out? You know, my dad had a big-ass beard, like... Oh, it might take you a couple of years, bro. <laughs> that would take a long-ass time. But no, I don't know. I just like the little... My girlfriend likes it, honestly. Yeah, you're mad... Active with your shorty on social media. I love her. <laughs> oh, did you? What? What did you? It always like after you guys smack or some shit. You're like in bed. Like, uh, oh no, we're definitely not fucking. We don't. We don't have sex. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about that shit though. I know, but what I'm saying. Did is, you see me hit her butt the other day on the story? I don't know. I, I was smacking her butt. She was like, she was like, post it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> but hey, man, rapper shit. I love my girlfriend. She's my wife. You you ever think you get married at a dumb young age? Probably. No. I mean, not like mar- like maybe just like a little thing, like a little fake marriage or whatever. Like, oh, an annulment or like an, just eloping, like, an eloping. Yeah, just an eloping, not like a not a full fucking legal thing. Because legal legality's fucked. Legal the laws, <laughs> the laws out here are fucked. Some of the laws are fire though. Yeah, true, but I'm pretty sure like out here in Mass, women get like half of everything, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not married. I don't know about that. Uh, but, question. So when you went into the salon to get this done, were you like, "Yo, make me look like the devil"? I didn't go into the salon. I went to my boy Austin's house. Um. He's cut hair for Chapo. He's cut hair for Lil Peep. He's cut. He's been trying to cut Lil Tracy's hair. Tracy, if you watch this ever, fucking let Austin cut your shit. He's cut cold. He's cut a lot of goth boy click. He's cut like Coldheart, Roscoe, like mad different heads. But um, we linked up. He's from out here, so like we linked up not too long ago, and he was like, "I want to cut your hair." And then like we took mad months to do it, and then we did that blue shit, and that was cool. Kind of wanted a different blue, though. Like, it was greenish blue. And we kind of added green to it. And we fucked it up a little. But this... But this looks like there's, like, some red. Yeah. Then you got the Oreo cookie. Yeah. Yeah, we bleached my head, did a zigzag part, and then dyed one side black and then the other side red and then flipped them back, you know? I don't. Because I was blessed with the... He's the king, bro. He knows what's up, bro. Yeah, but... I bet he wants this tint. You feel me? The fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's the point. It's like, no. yo, is that red? Is that brown? Is that black? Kinda, is that blonde? It is kind of like a red, black, brown, blonde. Red, bat, red, black, brown, blonde. <laughs> I'm trying to say that. Red, black, brown, blonde. <laughs> it's, it's that fruity. It's that fruity pebbles. You feel me? Yeah, bitches love you. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope to watching the show. <laughs> I love it. Yo, have you pulled anybody from this shit? The I think the biggest thing about the show <laughs> is that people really like attention. Hell yeah. That's, I'll say that. Clout. <laughs> was that professional? Yeah, that is definitely mad professional, bro. Clout's fucked up. Fuck clout. It's human. Fuck clout. It's very human Fuck to want clout. attention. Fuck. Fuck. Okay, here Fuck we go. Clout. clout. 
Fuck club, okay. Fuck club, okay. Off of the dump, I'm illiterate. Case it like I do jujitsu, bitch. Uh, whip it, I flip. Eyes on my neck and my wrist, and it dripping. I don't give a shit what you saying to me. Eyes on my neck and my homie gonna spread a piece. Uh, look at my face. Look at my face, and I'll put you in places. All of these places, look at my name, kid. Freestyle. Oh, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Hit me, hit me. Give me a little, give me a little beat. Oh, okay, that BPM's kind of high. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was this? Oh, keep going. Mm. Yeah. I'm in the dungeon. Should I want to fuck with a black one? What? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. What did you just say, bro? <laughs> I feel kind of sick. Fuck. I'm going to throw up. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so my new shit's like really metal inspired, so I've been like going off in the booth like, yeah. Not some serious shit. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty good. I used to do like screamo vocals for the band back in the day. So, I'm dude, like, next time you say back in the day, I'm gonna throw up. Back in <laughs> the day. Oh, oh, what's your opinion? Oh, dude, we gotta talk about this country trap shit. Like this, like, yeah, was, I don't like that shit. I think it's wildly Billy Ray Cyrus bodied him on the remix. I, th- I think it's wi- I think it's wildly entertaining. And I, and, and I and I get why tons of people like it. It's crossover um, genre. Yeah, Tracy did it. Tracy did that shit with like a, like farmer. a farmer, and Tracy kind of. I feel like Tracy started that whole like big wave, and then like the second person to do it, the second person is from this city, bro. If if it if you want to say Tracy did it, like Tracy didn't even do it to the level that this man Donald Grunge is doing it. Grunge is a a force. He's a beast. There's been a lot of like country shit. But, like, he really, like, owns the, he's the only person that's, like, really a country rap singer with a lit-ass voice. Like, his voice is crazy. I I genuinely, genuinely think that, like, time after time is one of my favorite songs I've ever heard. Yeah, bro, he's, like... He's oh yeah. (laughs) I've seen seen him progress so much as an artist over the past year that it's like fucking it's crazy, man. You know, that's my dude. That's a squad. Yep. I'm a more substance guy, so I don't I don't listen to a lot of his stuff, but like I always fully support it. I'm like, I'm kind of weird with the way I listen to music because I need I need to hear like the real like raw emotion shit like 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 murder on my mind by melly really stood out to me because it was just like a really emotional track like just like you could tell for a fact that he's like like been through that shit you know and like sticky situation <laughs> very sticky but you know like that, weird. That's I think I, come full circle sometimes but like music like that like i find music like trap music easier for me to listen to because it's something that I necessarily can't do like 100%. I can't do it like the way that the people that are on top of the game do it. Like in a sense of like uh rapping from the hood, rapping from like that project life, that like stuff like that. Like I can't necessarily do that 100% cuz I'm not from there, but like that stuff I love to listen to because it is like Documents most, a come it's up. the most raw and it does document. What, a come what are you up. listening to right now, Aubrey? Uh, 
I'm listening to some UK artists. I've been dredging out. You like Skepta? Interesting. You like Skepta? Skepta? Yeah. I love Skepta. Shut down. That's not me and it's shut down. Ring, ring, pussy is shut down. Touch the road and it's shut he down. He makes all his own beats, man. Like, beats are Went really simple. Went to the show sitting in the front row with the black tracksuit and it's shut down. No, his best song is Man. Or, uh, Numbers. Oh, his shit's fire. Meek did have a great tape. Who are you listening to? You always listen to people with Matt Bars, though, too. That's important. That's important, bro. You know Roddy Rich? Of course. All right, so. Yeah, that song. The the song, the line, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried. carried by six. Yeah, that's the hardest that's rap far. lyric of 2019 right there, bro. For reference, he means like six Paul Bearers carrying a, exactly, a casket. Exactly, and 12 as in fucking the judge and... 12. 12, like, fucking cops. Yeah, fuck them. Yo, what's one plus two? Seven. That's five, bro. You swag at math, dog. That's not a guy. Yeah, bro. (laughs) You already know. Uh, here, I'm gonna. I want to dip into the questions you sent me. Oh yeah, true. We did have some fucking. You remember how I was like, "Yo, bro, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask these if they're weak." All right, are they weak? They're not weak. There's some. some, There's some good ones, bro. Some of them were weak. There's some swag ones, bro. Ask the hard ones. Okay, so there's a there's a young man. I'm gonna shut you out. I don't know who you are by face, but you've been very active in my DMs. But by, by the name of By the Haba. Oh yeah, By the Haba kid. Hey, fucking Haba. Hey, dude. Thanks for all your support, man. He's a cool dude. You've been tuning in a lot. Thank you, bro. He's a cool dude. I want to like really meet him in person, but kind of like that steak and fries. Yeah. You remember him? Yeah, but what happened to him? I think I don't know. I don't know who that was, bro. I think that was an artist. I think that was someone in the camp. Yeah, it definitely is. I think it was someone, yeah. It had to be someone. It was definitely some, like some, was, one it, of my gang. It was probably your friends, bro. I think, it was, I think it was this this man. Don't even say his name. Just I think it was him. What, what, what leads you to believe? Somebody told me it was him. Like I forget who it was who told me, but somebody told me it was him. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that would make sense. Also... Completely irrelevant to what Seuss just said. Connus, man, your tape was amazing. Yo, fucking fire, bro. The, did you watch the documentary thing that he did? Just, bro, to be honest with you, I feel like I undercut when he came up here a little bit because I didn't think the his project was like had so much into it. I thought it was just a project. Oh, he's such a beast for it. He's bro, so good. bro. I wish I I wish I could have talked to him more about it because it was it was like so good front yeah. to back. So bring him back. So original, man. Like, yeah, he's really great. He said some shit. He was like, "I know ego tripping soft." I was like, "Damn, bro, that's hard." Yo, he's one of the best rappers out here, bar for bar. I'll put him up against anybody, bro. That's my guy. He's fucking. You think you're the best performer out here? Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think I'm. I have one of the best stage presences in the city, and one of some of the best energy in the city. And honestly, sonically, I'm different. Like, in comparison to a lot of the artists from out here. So I think I I stand at... You also have a persona. Like, overall, I just feel like one of the top-tier people in the city is me and, like, just, you know, the gang that surrounds us. Do you... Are you actively, like, touching in with other artists in the city, though? Hell yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of hard because some people are in L.A. right now and shit, and, like... I know, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a... There's a group of you guys at the Middle East, like yeah. consistently. You yeah, know, me and me and Connor's got a track. 
me and I mean me and Grunge got a track, me and Fobs got tracks, me and Maka got tracks. Where yeah. I got mad shit. I like um, issues, bro. That's one of my favorite songs. With by with Geo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit's crazy. I like that song. Hopping over the fences, running from the fucking cops. Building my defense from the motherfucking ops. I recorded that here. Whoa. That was my first time here, I think. Welcome back. Things have changed. Hell yeah, bro. I've been coming recent because I want to intern here. I'm trying. I'll uh, finish the conversation for you, man. Well, I mean, like, me and John already been talking, but, like, you know, definitely trying to, like, really be here more often. It's great. Okay. And also, Thrive's opening up a new shop. I was actually dead-ass about to ask you about Thrive. Yeah. I don't really, it just seems like it's, like, totally ingratiated in what you guys are doing. I don't really understand it. So, it's just, is it a thrift store? I, I've been to it. I went to second-hand it. It's a second-hand thrift, so it's, like, motherfuckers go out and find the sickest gear at thrift stores in the city and we just resell it at like a with a either, mar- for a markup it, no not really not all the time i mean but some of the gear is worth some of the gear is worth like a good amount of money so like you know the the markup is substantial but like not but is it, it a new business uh yeah so it started as a three-day pop-up no so well i mean there's been a thrive in davis for a long ass time that one the one that, gr- yeah, i saw grunge at. that started for a minute like that's been there for a minute but um dude i saw a fucking billboard i think yeah yeah there's one on the highway it was wild yeah it's huge um it's everywhere bro we're everywhere i mean that's just how it is um with with is, is that a profitable business to resell hell clothes? yeah bro hell yeah bro especially do you you go thrifting ever aubrey no yeah you like to keep us Keep it swag. I'm like a thrifter to heart, bro. Like, I love that shit. I love just finding gems. Like, because you can really, even in Thrive, you can find gems, like, for the low. Like, you'd be surprised because it's, like, multiple different vendors and stuff run through there. So, you know, everybody's pricing is different. And, like, I've I've gotten fully swaggy off that store, you know? So. And you probably got, you got the, uh, the inside hookup. Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time, though. I mean, I've just been around for a minute, and if you're cool with people, you're cool with people, and you just get benefits because of it. But yeah. You're a capitalist pig. No. I know capitalist. Boach Bonnie, you're so wild. I just, I just live. Just thrive. Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so the, back to buy the haba. Mm. He said... <clears throat> What are some big plans for 2019? I want you to make these these answers brief. Work, we, work, 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 work. I'm working. That's it. Like thanks, going crazy. Thanks for that question. Some kid named Oh, and they said if music wasn't a thing, would you see yourself? What would you do? I would um, probably would, like draw or some shit because I'm I like drawing. I'm good with the the graphic work. At your highest level of business, this is a, a branch off question. What would you do if, like, you could be a boss at your highest level of business? If I could be a oh, like, what business a, would ooh, you own? Ooh, I'm probably whew, that's fucked. <laughs> um, a clothing company or some shit, probably like, like retail stores or online selling or um both. Like re like probably small retail spaces and not that many retail spaces, but online heavy. Actually, no. No, make make it both. Yeah, I like that. You'll call it Seuss's swag. <laughs> Not custom shit. You just call it custom. 
Cause like I draw custom on shit. I just write the word custom on it to make it custom. S- some dude commented, "You're a great guy." Hey, thanks. I am. And then someone said, "When did you start making music?" I think you already answered that. Yeah, I started when I was like, if you're starting at an age, I'd say two. Cause my mom put me in guitar lessons at a really young age, cause she believed in me. I guess I don't know. I was like, let me play this shit, mom. And then I, you know, learned. So, but like when the music, music shit. Put it on the Instagram live. Oh, okay, where are we lit? When the music shit came out, like started with, with, uh, with the other stuff. <laughs> I'm brain dead. Sometimes you put the phone out and it like it's gonna, adds, adds yeah. a sense of pressure. There it is. There you go. There we go. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Sue show. Hi, welcome <laughs> to the Sue Show. <laughs> we on Seuss.net. We're all good guys. Oh, my jawline is looking fucking The whole blessed. gang. Oh, my God. Rody Major, bro. He was up here recently. Yeah. Word. Rody, yo, Seuss is a good guy, bro. This guy. He's in the numbers right here. Yes, sir. Number, number 66. Yeah, you're going to be number You're gonna be number 68, bro. Oh. No, six, what's 6 plus 8? 6 plus 8? Yeah. Oh, it's like 69. Yeah, you're right, bro. <laughs> Fuck yes, he said. Fuck yeah. Right. Um But don't swear, bro. <laughs> Fuck with you, dude. Yo, you know I've been swearing this whole interview. <laughs> You've been bro. dropping F bombs the whole time. I swear like every episode. I'm just a bad fucking Charlestown kid who fucking says fuck a lot. Okay, I got two questions. Alright. One, I think there's a dichotomy. This is a big journalist question. There's a dichotomy in your image. Okay. You know the word, what dichotomy means? Have I been impressing you with my big words today? What's a dichotomy? <laughs> I know it's a big word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. So, I'll just tell you this much. There's a dichotomy in your persona. Okay? You perceive yourself as very dark online. Very intrinsically negative. But, I do? But... but I would say so, but in my dealings with you, yeah, and in fact, I think we've developed a good relationship. You're a pretty positive, upbeat kid. Hell yeah. So what's the deal, man? Is this false advertising? No. Tell me. What do you mean? I'm pretty positive. I say I love you to a lot of people on it, on Instagram and shit. It's love, but I would go through the profile, but uh, but who I am, bro? Like, I am who I am, bro. I'm not gonna. You know, I can't stray away from who I am. I'm going to be nice to people, but if you want to be not nice with me, I can be not nice with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm most I'm mostly mean in like your posting. It just seems like kind of dark. Dark? A- am I generalizing or? Like I, I I mean like yeah, I feel like I don't know what like in photo sense, like visual sense, like just like the music videos a little dark, bro. You know, seem a little scary. Yeah. That's like, yeah, I'm pretty fucking spooky. I like, I like this shit. I, I'm, I'm a kid that grew up on. It's a, it's the imagery of metal and shit, like mixed with who I am. You know, like you heard reflections, right? Like I have substance behind it that explains my pain and my anger and how I feel. But I also find love in it, you know, and I use that energy and harness it for the light. Like I had a song. 
that I just recorded recently, and I was like, all I gotta say is that this pain resides in us. We all gotta keep it bottled till we finally had enough. But the truth that lies behind it is that we could take control, convert the anger to an energy that feeds your fucking soul. Even if you in a hole down without a sign of light, you can look within yourself and find your dark to fuel the fight. Find your purpose, break the surface, you can go and live your life. Maybe you could be like me and let your soul reside at night. And that's an official freestyle. Because I'm... <laughs> I be mad as fuck all the time at people just for being fucking dicks and like just not liking their life, you know? That's what that's where the negativity comes from, bro. It's like people people fucking irk me sometimes. But you're bro. feeding into it if you're doing that. But but bro, I'm not because I'm I'm flipping it and using it using the energy to create a good thing, you know, to put a solid message out there that for people that feel the same as me bro i feel you you know i gotta close this because i gotta read one of my notes hey thanks for tuning in there bye guys but yeah bro you know wait there was a so i had a i've been doing this with all the artists that come up okay so i've been we're doing a little genius we depict depict a couple lyrics oh okay cool so you said trap inside my darkness hurting look in my eyes and you'll see the pain yeah and you'll see the flame mm-hmm. look through the disguise they've been telling you white lies see through so disguise one sec so i'm looking in your eyes man yeah i'm not seeing the white lies brother yeah where are they no I said, see through disguise. They've been selling you white lies. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the pain. I'm looking for the pain. Oh, the pain in my eyes? They look They look like... You don't see no pain in my eyes? <laughs> what should I be looking for? I don't know, bro. Do you feel the pain in have your you, eyes? No, but have you... Like, bro, if, it's a metaphor, bro. It's like looking in my eyes to see, like, what I've been through in my life, you know? Like, you see the pain, bro. I think if I look in your eyes, I see, like, a 60-year history. Based on all these fucking stories. I mean, my soul is old, bro, and everybody said that since I was, you know, a really young kid. You think you're reincarnated? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want to stress that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) shit. But um, when it comes to, like, you know, look in my eyes and you'll see the pain, see through disguise. They've been selling you white lies, young kid in the nighttime. Like, see through the disguise of society. They've been selling you white lies, and it's play on words with white because white people, they've been selling you lies. Like the majority. What are the lies? Like the pharmaceutical industry and just like the money shit. You know, like we the shit we talked about already. Like just like the stuff that keeps people trapped and shit. Like it's a lie, bro. Like, you know, like, like think about this, bro. The pharmaceutical industry is so fucked up that my girlfriend had a chest cold, like a, like had a cough. And they gave her a benzo for that. That's a Xanax. That's I, and it was actually stronger than a Xanax. The fucking milligram. Well, bro, you know I had, a, I had an orthopedic surgeon up here who is opioid sparing. Yeah. And he was like totally debunked all the pharmaceutical shit. Yeah. Really fucked because they're just these companies are really rich. Yeah, and, and they're and, just and they pushing pu- fucked up shit. Bro. Well, they prey on people who are desperate. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, my girlfriend went to the emergency room to get checked out, and that's what they gave her was for pain from congestion and coughing it's a pain med it's not does she take it she last night was the last time she's said she's gonna take it because she literally like almost died like straight up 
this was last night. I'm not lying to you. Like she straight like was like like whole like whole system flushed, like just like she was like I don't want to go to sleep. I'm scared. She said she seen a demon. I was like, bro, like what the fuck is going on with these pills, bro? Like that they giving people, bro. <laughs> she saw a demon. Yo, she really told me she saw a demon in the shower. She was like, bro, like something was fucking. Yo, like some crazy shit, bro. It was like, Lucifer. Nah, nah, nah. Like a demon, like some, like some shit that comes from these pills, bro. These pills are no good for people, especially even like ADHD medicine, like Ritalin and shit, like all that shit. Why'd you tap me when you said that? I don't know. You saying I need it? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Bro. Yo, bro, they probably try to get you on this shit before, huh? Nah, nah. Surprisingly, nah, they nah, did. They try to get me on it too. Like, trust, bro. Like, my mom was a holistic expert, like throughout my childhood and was like nah fuck all that shit you're not doing that and i turned out pretty normal and like you'll find more the kids that were taking that shit are more fucked up now because their emotions were just well bro you know i was hashtag addicted to adderall there you go there you go and then i turned into adderall boy which was an award-winning film go check it out like you know you know what i mean like when it comes to Stuff like that. Like, the pharmaceutical industry's mad fucked, in my opinion. Okay, so look, I'm going to get kicked out of here. We getting kicked out? Yep, soon. What up? All right. And also, what time you got work? 12? 12, yeah. It's 11.26, so we yeah. probably should skedaddle. True. All right, so this is how we start in the episodes. All right. One, how, did you enjoy it? Oh, it was fucking awesome. I think it was a good always one. love coming here, bro. You know. Do you enjoy it, Aubrey? I'm a, well, I'll teach you a little bit of the, pro- the post-production, see what we do in post, and then if you got a dip, no worries, man. I'm glad we had these interesting conversations. I am too. I think we held, I think we conducted ourselves pretty professionally. Yep. And I feel like, you know, people will have a better sense of who I am, other aside from like big mid-central, now that they listen to this shit. Oh, why? You, you were nervous about the last No, one? I mean, no. I just like, that was more of a fun thing, mm-hmm. you know, over like an actual human. Intellectual inter- talk. Yeah, an intellectual talk. Well, you and T-Wing were on some bullshit when you came in here too, bro. <laughs> That's gang. And then Mav like stormed in. He Mav got, was like, Mav, Mav like put himself. Bitch. Yeah, he like put himself in the interview. He was like talking mad loud off camera. All right. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Mav is my favorite person. <laughs> He, like, couldn't take off his sweatshirt. It was hilarious, bro. <laughs> All right, so this is how we start in the episodes. Hi. I'm going to tell you once. Hi, your name, and this is my golden hour. Hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. <coughs> okay. What do you think? Yep. Whenever you're ready. Wait, Aubrey, can you get behind the camera so we'll just we'll, we'll stop the audio and the video at the same time? Hey, Aubrey, thank you for your help, too. I'll tell you when. Whoa. Hi. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Seuss, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Seuss, and that was my golden hour. And, hey, Aubrey, before you touch it, Seuss, thanks for coming. Already. You already know, gang. Okay, go ahead.